Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I hope wherever you're tuning in today that you are having a wonderful day. I'm Letitia Ringe, your host, and today we are diving into a super interesting topic that I've spent a lot of time exploring over the last, I guess, the last few months, but particularly while I've been here in Cambodia. So for those of you who don't know, after my Sydney chapter that I updated you all on in our last podcast episode, episode 73, which is called Life Transitions, the Holidays and Returning Home to Sydney, I've since moved again to Cambodia, where I will be at least until the end of January. And after that, I have no idea. So Cambodia is a place I'd never been to before, just like when I moved to London, I had never lived there either. And, but I have been to Bali, so kind of similar in some ways and otherwise completely unfamiliar in many, many other ways. And it's really interesting to explore this concept of freedom while I have been in Cambodia, because what I find is when you get out of your environment, it allows you to open up your perspective in so many different ways. So what I've done when it comes to thinking about freedom is expand and broaden the horizons for myself which in turn has given me more freedom. And I want to take you through this today. I want to explore why we value freedom, why we really want freedom in our lives. And then I want to take you through how to expand your thinking when it comes to freedom so that you can create more freedom in your life and in your businesses. Now, this is an important topic and so relevant for all of us to explore because As you know, in the work that I do as a holistic business coach, I'm working and supporting people who want to create a business. And the number one motivation that brings us people into wanting to be entrepreneurs and go through all of the steep learning curve that it takes to run a business is usually because of one primary motivation, and that is freedom. Now, if you ask yourself, what does freedom mean to me? And then you discuss that with someone else, you'll probably uncover that there are a lot of different meanings you each give to freedom. And also you'll probably discover that what freedom means to you is kind of hard to explain. And this is because Freedom in so many ways is a paradoxical concept. So I'm going to take you through why it's paradoxical and why some of the ways that we think we're bringing in freedom into our life then can turn into taking that same freedom away. And I encourage you all to stick to right to the end of this episode, because the most important point I'm going to make will be made then. And this is the most powerful thing I've really come to understand on a really deep level since being here in Cambodia. So I'm so excited to take you through this. And look, the reason I want to take you through this now is because one, I have, I'm in it right now. So it's the best time to be sharing what I've been uncovering within myself. But most importantly, Our next episode, I'm going to take you through how to do a year in review, which is something I like to talk about. And I also send out to everyone who signed up for my email and newsletters at the end of every year. But this year, I'm going to do an episode for you all for your lives and for your businesses, because remember, we're always taking a holistic approach. I'm going to take you through a year in review. And then I'm also going to take you through how to start creating that inspiring vision for 2020 and beyond, right? But in order to do that, I need you to break free of your own limits that are upon you right now that you might not be aware of. It's the box that we've created for ourselves. And the more you learn how to embody freedom in your life, the more creative, innovative, and I believe successful you will be as both an entrepreneur and as a human. 
All right, everybody. So the first thing I want you to think about is why do you value freedom? What does freedom mean to you? What are the things that you think you're going to get from creating freedom in your life? So when I explored this question for myself, I thought of it in two different ways. And I was actually spending some time talking to Lou about this just the other day, talking through everything I've been realizing and getting his perspective. And so I also encourage you to discuss this question with the people around you because it will bring even more clarity to yourself. But whenever we set a value like freedom, and we know that this is one of our top values in our lives. And so it helps us to create a life that aligns with that value of freedom. We have to know what it means to us and why we want it. So I've divided it up into two different categories. I think that there is the external freedom. So freedom that we believe is created through external resources or things that are external to us. And then there is the internal freedom that we're seeking from within and inside of ourselves. So let's deal with external freedoms first. The first part of external freedom is time. How many of you want more time or want to be able free to use your time in the way that you want to use it? I'm definitely putting my hand up too. So this is a really interesting topic to explore in and of itself. And I'll try not to go on about it for too long because we have so many other things to discuss. But time is really interesting and I think also shows the paradoxical nature of freedom and also how important it is to to create a sense of balance. So time on the one hand is finite, right? We all have 24 hours a day and the more that we prioritize and the more that we use our time intentionally based on what we most desire and how we want to spend our time, the more freedom we will probably feel because we will feel like, hey, I'm using my time in the way that I want. And generally for us as entrepreneurs or as people in the working world or as mothers or as anything else we're doing in life, we can feel like we don't have freedom when our time isn't ours, when someone else is making the decisions for us, when we have little humans that we're looking after and we can't do the things that we want. And so that can feel like our freedom is being taken away and that time is finite. And that in and of itself makes us feel less free because we think our time is literally running out. So when we want time freedom, we want that we want that time freedom so we can use our time intentionally, but also I believe because we're craving more space generally in our life, just more time to simply be and sit with ourselves, which is more about internal freedom. Now, the paradoxical nature of time freedom is that equally Time is a human construct. There is an abundance of time. And the more that we actually believe that there is an abundance of time, the less time we waste thinking about all of the ways we aren't able to use our time intentionally and all of the, and all of the I guess, fear we have around time running out. So I don't know about you, but this is definitely a belief that I have struggled with throughout my life. And it's that I don't have enough time to do all of the things that I want. And I want to do them all right now. Now, if I simply shift from that thought, which then leads me to taking action from a place of scarcity, trying to do too many things at once, and then not doing a great job at anything or not completing anything. If I instead move that line of thinking from, I don't have enough time, and then stop therefore worrying about the fact that I don't have enough time. If I move that to time is abundant and I have more than enough time in the world to do all of the things that I want, then suddenly I'm now using my brain power to actually take action to do those things that I want rather than sitting on the couch endlessly thinking about the fact that I don't have time and then therefore creating a reality where I don't have time and I'm not free. So see how by the same token, we still have to prioritize our time and we still have to understand that there is 24 hours in a day. We can only do one thing at a time and we've got to choose what 
how we want to spend that time. And at the same time, time is abundant. Now, this is just something that we should all think about anyway, because we try to do too many things at the same time. And we think about our lives in terms of instant gratification. So I need to do everything right now, all or nothing. And I need to get this like hit right now for the things that I'm doing rather than thinking about, hey, I actually probably have at least a hundred years to live, which means I've got a hundred years at least to create all of these things. Instead, we think I've got to get everything done over the next year or the next day or the next week, whatever it is. So even if you start to expand your concept of time and how you think about it within your head, see how immediately, instantaneously, you create a feeling of freedom within yourself. And actually, I should say for all of the things that I'm going to take you through today about freedom, most importantly, freedom is something that we are seeking to feel, right? So ask yourself, what does freedom feel like within your body? So that as we talk through these concepts, you can relate to the feeling of, oh, that's taking away my freedom or yes, that's expanding my feeling of freedom. And then you can use that as your roadmap as you go forward in your life in making decisions. And this is what we want to do with all of our values. What does it feel like in my body? And is this thing that I'm going to do next or where I am right now reflective of that feeling? And we use our body as our compass. Very, very cool. Okay. So time is the first one. Usually a lot of us want more time. And then what's interesting is we go and start a business and we think, yes, now I can do everything that I want with my time. And we discover that there's parts within our business that we don't want to do, or because we've suddenly gotten used to being in business and it's not new and exciting anymore, or at least parts of it, then we feel like, oh, I don't want to do that with my time. So why do I need to do the marketing? Why do I need to do the social media? And we start to feel like that time freedom is being taken away from us. But it is always, yes, it's an external circumstance and resource, but actually internally, the way that we perceive it, like anything and everything is what is most important. So there's time. The second one is, of course, money, which is another resource, right? So we think we want more financial freedom. Now, when you ask yourself, well, why do you want financial freedom? There might be different answers, but one of them, I think, will be that money buys you more opportunities, right? So I was talking about this with Lou and we were saying, yeah, because if you have more money, then it means that you never need to question whether you can do something, right? It's like, yes, of course I will do that. Um, I, I can afford it and I can afford whatever I want. But then I mentioned to him, but there's still always going to be that we have a certain amount of time. And if you want to be the person that experiences whatever it is you're buying, you are still going to have to make a choice as to whether that is what you want to spend your attention on or not. So there's still this, we there's still a cost to everything, right? So you get more money or more time, but you still have to choose what you're spending your time and money on. So spending it on everything isn't necessarily going to make you feel free, which I think is super interesting. So we also want more money because it gives us that freedom to make our own decisions, right? So it's choice. And this again, for people who want to choose business, we like to go into business because we have the freedom to make as much money as we want to make. Like we are the deciders of how much money we make as entrepreneurs. Now, there is still financial freedom in employment. It's just that it looks differently. So that might be advocating for pay rises. Whereas for entrepreneurs, it's like, hey, you want to earn more money? We'll go and create it. Now, as an, someone who's employed, you can also start a business on the side to make more money. You can look for creative ways to make money outside of your role. And even as entrepreneurs within your business, you might feel that there is a cap on how much you can make 
doing the work that you're doing right now, but there is always other possibilities to go and create more wealth for yourself. Perhaps it is paid employment or doing some contracting work, or perhaps it's creating a new business or a new line of income into your business. So there's so many different ways. And the reason that we want financial freedom as well is because it of that independence, right? That independence to decide what opportunities we want, the choice that we get, the power that we think it gives us, the time that it might buy. So for instance, I have bought myself time by investing in services and other people providing those services to support me in my business, like having a VA, like getting my graphic design done, photographs, Uh, If I want to have a web designer, that's a way to buy time. I could have a social media manager, which I do have really, but there's all these ways we can buy time when we've got money as well. So that's the reason why we want financial freedom. Now, another popular one is location freedom. So a lot of us millennials feel like we really just want to be able to work from wherever we want and we want to be able to move around as we want. So we can do this whether we are entrepreneurs and we can do this whether we are employed. So we have to look for creative ways to create location freedom in our life. But what's interesting is that if you become someone who's constantly moving around, there is always a cost to that as well. So for instance, it might be more difficult to make in-person long-term friendships that go to that depth that you really crave in your relationships. So therefore you might feel like, Hey, it really doesn't feel like freedom anymore because I'm not getting this. And this is an important value of mine. And so then having a base from which you can travel might be something that's more attractive. This is something that I have uncovered for myself as I've gone about being a digital nomad over the last four months. While I was in London, I had a really great circumstance because I had a base. It was somewhere different to where I've grown up, which I feel like freedom is created there because it gets us to look at the world differently and look at ourselves differently without all of those environmental triggers. If you want to know more about that, please go and listen to episode 73, where I'm talking about environmental triggers. And so I was then able to use my base in London as a way to travel the world. Like I traveled every single month, sometimes twice a month. Actually, I want to do a list of all the places I traveled because it was pretty wild, but I created that for myself. And now I have complete freedom with my location. So I'm just going, traveling to the next location as we are inspired or as an opportunity opportunity comes through that inspires us both to go, Lou, my partner that is, when I say both, to go to that next location. So I've been to Bali, then Sydney, then Cambodia over the last three months. And while this is amazing because I have all of this freedom, what I've discovered is that that freedom does come at a cost, even just to my energy from traveling around and getting my bearings in a new location. Every time you're in a new environment, it's also very draining on your body. Your body becomes stressed because everything is unfamiliar. Plus you're suffering from mind stress because your mind is going somewhere that's unknown. If you do what I do, which is move to places you've never been to before. So really, really interesting. See how everything has this balance to it. There is the freedom created, but then there's also the, where we tip onto the other side and it starts to take away our freedom. So fascinating. Okay, so they are some of the most popular external circumstances where we are seeking freedom. Now, let's think about the internal freedom we seek. So the first is I believe we are all seeking creative freedom, right? Creative uh, freedom to creatively express ourselves. So we are inspired by something, something's really meaningful and important to us. And we want to express that to the world. We want to share it to the world. I feel that this is one of the most important aspects of freedom that most of us aren't aware of. So if you're someone who's been drawn to moving into entrepreneurship, or you are an entrepreneur, I bet that one of the main 
reasons that you were drawn to this work or are being drawn to this work is because you're actually seeking creative freedom, freedom to express yourself creatively. Now, when we have a box that we're working within, which by the way, can be created no matter what job or business we have, which I'll be talking about later. But when we feel like we're working in the confines of someone else's structure, as in in employment, or maybe it's as a mother or a father, right? Because there's certain things that we feel that we have to do for other people. So we feel like even when it comes to how we express ourselves creatively, that there are limits on that. And actually, no matter what work we're doing, we all experience this because we put limits on ourselves internally to telling us, you know, that we can't express ourselves in that way, that people are going to judge us, that it's silly. And we deny ourselves that freedom to express ourselves creatively and what is true for us now. So if you aren't able to express yourself, express your creative truth, then of course you're not going to feel free because you're not feeling free to be yourself. And that is very important to our sense of belonging in this world. Now, the second internal freedom category that I wanted to talk about is choice. One of the main reasons that we want freedom, no matter what we're talking about, time, money, location, self-expression is we want the power to choose. We want to be able to choose how we spend our life, how we live our life, what we're doing and who we show up as, how we spend our money. It's all about choice. Choice is freedom. When you feel like you have your choices and decisions limited, you will not feel free. Now, this is super interesting to think about when it comes to the culture that you live in, right? Because we feel like sometimes there are limitations on our freedom because of the culture that we need to conform to. However, we are the people who make the decision as to whether we want to obey a cultural rule or not. Now, sometimes they are going to be legally imposed. However, for the most part, the culture that we're living in, and that might be as in the country that you live in or the uh, religion that you're a part of, or it could be a smaller subculture that you are have identified with, you feel that there are limitations on your freedom in order to uh, be a part of that culture. However, you are the person who makes the choice to obey to those rules. And that ability to choose is where your freedom comes from. So it's really fascinating because we can feel like we have all of these external limits on our freedom, but actually it always comes back to the internal limits we're placing on our freedom. Now, if these limits are aligned with our values, then we will still feel free. However, if they're not, then we won't feel free. Okay, the third and final category I want to talk about when it comes to internal freedom is power. So when we have the right to choose, we have the power to live our lives. Now, I believe that this is what we really are seeking is power over our lives. We want to feel empowered. Now, it's so great to talk about this as internally because, of course, all of the power that we have comes from the way we perceive ourselves and perceive that power. So we always have the right and the ability to exercise our power. But once again, just like with choice, which gives us power, it has to come from our own perception of ourselves. And so this creative expression, this choice, this power, which are these internal types of freedom, if you ask yourself, well, why do I want power and why do I want choice and why do I want to be able to creatively express myself? I believe it all comes back to this one thing, space to be ourselves. Now, this has two parts. The first is we just want to be more right? We want more time to simply be in the world, be outside of our mind, constantly analyzing, thinking, assessing, comparing, judging, and instead experience what it is to be a part of this universe. And the second part of this is that we want to be 
ourselves. We want to be able to show up as our authentic selves. And that means choosing to live our lives in the way that we want and having the power to do that. Now, beautifully, that always comes from within. Okay, so they are the internal and external freedom the main categories that I've assessed that most of us are looking for. Please discuss this with someone that you know, because of course there may be other types of freedom that you come up with. But the main point of today is that I want you to expand this thinking. And so I've got seven points that I want to make and I'm going to get through today to help you expand your concept of freedom. This is going to be really, really amazing for you all. So please stay with this episode. Okay, the first way that we expand our freedom and is essential to all of these categories that we want freedom in is that we must have awareness. Freedom requires awareness. Please repeat that to yourself every single day. Freedom requires awareness. The more awareness you have, the more possibility for freedom you create. Now, this is because, first of all, we are always changing and evolving and growing as people. So it's very easy to have a moment of awareness and realize you want something or something needs to change and then therefore change that or go about creating that thing that you want. But that soon becomes something that is unconscious that we're working towards. And then unless we have awareness again, that it's no longer what we want and that there is something else or that there is a new change required, we the same freedom that we once created becomes a limitation on our freedom. So we must have awareness in order to change and evolve with our sense of freedom. So like I said before, tuning into how freedom feels in your body becomes the best compass for yourself so that you can change course as and when needed so that you are following that feeling of freedom rather than confining yourself to an old definition. And so body awareness in and of itself is going to be so fundamental. Now you can do that simply by taking moments every single day and many times throughout the day to tune in intentionally to your body and notice how you're feeling, how you're feeling physically within your body to ask yourself, does this feel like freedom? And another way that I want to explain this. I went to a workshop recently, which was really fascinating on somatic techniques for yoga with a woman named Daphne. And I can't remember her surname. I'll pop it in the show notes. It was amazing. And she was talking about, we can only know that we're in pain once we, once we have awareness. So for all of us who buffer and like to you know, avoid the way that we're feeling, avoid our pain, we may not even be aware that there's pain in the first place. And so that's why like before people wake up and become more conscious as in aware and realize, whoa, the life that I'm living, yeah, it's okay, but I feel numb. I feel disconnected. That actually, when you're going through it, feels okay. You feel like everything's okay here. I'm good. And it's only when something wakes you up and puts you in physical pain because you're not aware that actually that numbness is masking a deeper pain. Or in your case, it might be a deeper emotional pain that screams for your attention. It's only once we become aware of the pain that we're able to heal it. Let me say that again. It's only once we become aware of the pain that we're able to heal it. Now, the way that this was taught to me in this somatic class that I went to, we were focusing on the organs, right? So usually in yoga, we focus on our skeleton, on the muscles, but we don't focus on what's underneath all of that, right? And our organs are a part of that. Although skin is an organ too, which is technically over it, but you get what I mean. And so have you ever tuned in to each organ of your body? I hadn't until a couple of days ago. 
So we did this incredible exercise that got us to tune into the organs of the body. We had to carry these balloons around that were filled with water and went through this whole two hour workshop all about it. It was absolutely fascinating. It was all experienced as well. And so until you could tune into that particular organ and have that awareness, you might not have noticed that there was actually pain. Now we say um, in yoga, they also talk about how each organ is related to an emotional pain. So if you're able to identify where, um, where, um, where the pain is physically in your body, the location, you're then able to understand which emotion it might be that is causing that pain. And so the the cure is really the emotional cure, the emotional healing that's required. Now, I also learned this in theta healing. So it's super fascinating stuff. But the point here for this podcast today is that we have to have the awareness of the pain itself. So I think when we first realize that we're in pain, we tend to shame ourselves or blame and or, or we feel guilty, you know, that I'm in pain. I think shame is the, the bigger culprit here. So we feel ashamed that we're in pain, especially if you're listening and you're a coach or a healer, or even you feel like, you know, you're a mom, you should be the successful businesswoman. I shouldn't be in pain. My life should be figured out. It's so then you might actually avoid the pain because you want to fit to this ideal. But we can never heal the pain until we first bring awareness. And part of that awareness means not judging yourself for the pain, definitely not shaming yourself. And when you do shame yourself, not shaming yourself for shaming yourself, but instead moving to a place of acceptance as soon as possible so that you can then move to choosing intentionally how to change whatever it is that you're doing or needs to be changed so that you can heal that pain. So awareness is also vital to exercising that power to choose, right? We, if we don't have the awareness of what needs to change or what we want, then we can't make the choices that are going to create this feeling of freedom within our body. If we don't have the awareness that actually it's our we are the one that needs to be empowered, that we need to make the decisions and take full responsibility for our life. It's only then that we actually have the power in the first place, rather than waiting for someone outside of ourselves or a circumstance to give it to ourselves. It's only with that awareness that we are then able to have the power that we are all seeking. So awareness is absolutely vital to feeling free in your life in every single aspect of it. So please bring in an awareness practice to your life so that you can create more freedom. Ask yourself, how can I bring more awareness into my life? Now, the second topic I want to talk about is intention, because intention is an interesting topic in itself, right? by the on the one hand we're limiting our attention by creating an intention however through creating that intention we're purposefully and intentionally directing our limited attention which means that we will f- probably feel free because we're using our attention in the way that we want to however like anything because we're growing and evolving if we don't update those intentions we will not feel free at some point too now this is because our attention span is limited through the brain our brain can only process such a small amount of what is actually around us. So all of the information that's around us right now. So the way that the brain becomes aware is through us directing our attention through something. And that's usually either through habit. So it's something that we repeatedly have been doing. It's through a subconscious program. So something that we've learned to do and we've just been repeating throughout most of our life. And so this just happens unconsciously or because we consciously direct our mind to something intentionally. So we say, hey, my intention is to be open to all of the possibilities within launching this part of my business. So suddenly what you're doing is directing your attention to see new possibilities 
for your launch in your business, rather than perhaps the intention being to launch the project in your business. And then what you see is only what you've done or experienced before, rather than opening yourself up to new possibilities. So intention and allowing that intention to be to see and be open to new possibilities, to be open to the unknown is very important when it comes to feeling free as well. And that was more of an aside, but I've given it its own number. So that's the second point of this. And now there's actually going to be eight. The third one is responsibility. Responsibility gives you freedom. This is interesting because I know that when we tend to feel too responsible for others or for or we have too much responsibility in our life, it feels like suddenly we're not free. For instance, like being a parent or perhaps being a coach and having and meeting the responsibilities you have to your clients, or perhaps it's being a creative and then having the responsibility to create these things for your clients or to create things for your community. Perhaps you're a healer and every day you go to a physical location and you've got a room booked and then you have a responsibility to meet the financial cost of the room that you hire. And then you have the responsibility to attend all of the sessions that your clients book in. Sometimes, and this is fascinating that I explore with my clients and with myself, what we want as business owners is to have more clients and to have more money and to have a big community. But then equally, once your community community and life and money and all of these things starts growing, you start to feel like, whoa, this is too much responsibility. However, if you dig into what's really beneath that fear of not being able to provide results or, or meet the responsibility, it's really fear of your own success and expansion, which is our number one fear of all. So responsibility, it can feel like it's restricting our freedom. And at the same time, taking responsibility is the only thing that will create freedom because it's what allows you to show up in the world exercising your power. So unless you are empowered, knowing that you are the person that has the power to create the life and business that you want you will not be exercising your freedom. And that empowerment requires taking responsibility. Now, the reason we don't want to take responsibility is because, like I said, we feel like, oh, that's actually taking my freedom away. But paradoxically, it's actually what creates your freedom in the first place. When you take responsibility for the things that aren't working in your life, you can change them and you can only take that responsibility if you have awareness. You can then set the intention to change those things and this is all going to generate a feeling of freedom. However, if you abdicate responsibility, it usually you might be aware that there's a problem and then you abdicate the responsibility or you might simply not be aware and that's why you're abdicating the responsibility. Either way, you are disempowering yourself because then you have no choice, no power to change your circumstances. So responsibility is a wonderful thing. You want to take responsibility for your results and you want to take responsibility for your life so that you can create that feeling of freedom. Now, the fourth point I want to make is about identity. So when we have an identity that we create for ourselves, this will potentially in some ways expand your freedom, but then equally and probably even more so limit your freedom. So these will be identities that you have just been given at birth around your name, around your uh, your nationality, around your gender, around your place in the family, around your personality. And then as you go through life, you'll create more identities for yourself, probably through your work, through something to do with your relationships, social status. Like there are all these different ways we create identities for ourselves. But then there are ways which I've recently learned in a very big, powerful way, which I'll need to do a whole episode on in and of itself. But I'll just mention some of it quickly here. So we also create identities for ourselves that at one time might have felt really positive and expansive, but then become something that is limiting our freedom. 
And we also, of course, create unintentional identities for ourselves, ones that we don't even realize we've created. So my example here is when I first started my business and I decided to be an entrepreneur, I actually had no intention of being a coach. I have mentioned this before on the podcast. I've shared this with people. When I left my job, people said, oh, you're going to be a coach. And I said, no, I'm not going to be a coach. I'm just going to share about personal development. So I was very resistant to being a life coach. And then I eventually was led to working as a coach and also studying and training and becoming certified as a coach. Now, through that time, I have unintentionally adopted an identity for myself as a coach and at times intentionally adopted that identity for myself. But what was fascinating is I recently realized how this identity of the coach that I have adopted for myself has limited my freedom and particularly my creative freedom. So I realized that I'm looking at my life, I'm looking at myself, and I'm looking at my business through the lens of a coach. Now, of course, what a coach means to me and what a coach means to you will be different. So there, it doesn't mean I'm saying that being a coach is limiting. It's the identity I've created around what I regard as a coach. So I wasn't even able to see all of the different possibilities for myself within my business, my life, and uh, within myself, because I was now looking at everything through this lens I had created of being a coach. This had become a part of my identity. So naturally, This is somewhere that is limiting my freedom. And I knew because I wasn't feeling free anymore. And I thought, what what is going on here? I started to feel resistant towards this word coach. I started to feel lots of resistance within my body. And as I explored this, I had a wonderful discussion with my coach. I explored this with Lou and I've spent lots of time thinking about it. I realized that actually what I had done was create this identity identity for myself around being a coach. And so I looked at, well, what first got me into business? And what really got me into business was because I, my own personal journey, I wanted to share the things that had worked for me, the things that were inspiring me. And so this is what I still want to do today. Like fundamentally, as I'm going through something, I want to share it. And this is what makes me a great business coach at this time, because business is such a huge part of my life. I've learned so much. I've created an amazing business. And so I get to, through my own experience, teach that to others. Now in the future, potentially doing business coaching may not be something that I offer. It might be something else. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea where my business is going to take me. But what was important for me as a business owner and an entrepreneur was to create something that would have the freedom to grow with me. Now, of course, you can always just go and create another business anyway. I am going to be launching a product-based business next year. So that's going to be a separate business. But I was looking and not able to see, I was trying to see how this product-based business fit with my coaching business. And I realized the only reason that there was any conflict there was because I was looking at myself through the lens of this box of the coach that I had created. So we can create identities for ourselves that might have felt really expansive at one time. Like I'm sure the identity of a coach was really expansive for me at one at one time in my coaching journey, but then that same expansive identity inevitably will become a limit on you because we're always growing and evolving. And it just means that you're looking at the world through that lens rather than seeing all of the other possibilities out there. And because we're creative beings, there is no limits to our creativity. So you have to ask yourself what unintentional identities have I created for myself and what intentional identities have you created for yourself? Because those identities are also limiting your freedom and perspective too. Very important. 
anywhere where you are also in a pattern of doing something, really that is a limit to your freedom too. So all of our habits can become limits to our freedom, but then they equally can create freedom because it means that we're able to use our time and limited attention to focus on other things in our life. So It's just important that you understand all of this because when you're not feeling free, it may not be what you think it is. And so explore these things. Where is the lack of freedom in your life? Where are you feeling that now? The next category I want to talk about, category I want to talk about is number five, intergenerational limits to freedom. So what I'm talking about here is that we all have intergenerational traumas, intergenerational patterns that we are simply playing out. So the egg that you were created from was in your mother at the time of her birth, which means it was also a part of your grandmother. And so this is biologically why we take pieces from our grandparents and those pieces are patterns that we end up playing out in our life. Now, you'll usually have a grandparent that you associate with more and that you're actually mirroring in some way. Now, it can be through doing the exact opposite of what they were doing, or it can be repeating the exact same pattern in the exact same way. But this is what we're all doing is just repeating usually a pattern from our grandparent and potentially our parent is repeating them in some way too, but well, they probably are because they're learning subconsciously programs from their parents through childhood. We all are. And so these patterns are so ingrained with us because we're like a sponge from zero to seven years old while our subconscious is being formed, including our moment of birth. And so we're just soaking in everything that we're learning from our family. We're soaking in even before we're actually born. We're soaking in everything that's happening with um, at the our parents and the environment that is around us. We're soaking in these patterns from our grandparents. And then we just show up in the world repeating these patterns, subconsciously, unconsciously playing them out. And we don't realize that actually this pattern that I'm repeating is not mine. And only once we have that awareness, can we change it? So you might have intergenerational stuff that is limiting your freedom right now. It might be the reason you can't do the things that you want to do. And so we need to bring awareness on that. And so sometimes people can, they really can feel quite resistant to this. Like some of my clients, when I suggest doing some of this work, they they don't want to go there because they're scared of what they might uncover. But what I tell them is once you have the awareness, it's not about continuing to play that story or buy into that story. It's just knowing When you see the pattern coming up, this isn't mine. And that is what will help you choose differently. And, you know, you don't even need to know the story necessarily. Just knowing that, hey, this program, this pattern isn't mine can be enough to break free of it. I also love to do inner child work with my clients when it's necessary or relevant, when we feel like we're coming up against a brick wall or there's something that we've noticed from childhood has been present in our lives. And this work can be so, so, so healing and so beautiful also to do it with a space holder such as myself, which I think is really important when you're going through inner child work as well. So there are other many methods that you can use for subconscious programs. There's lots of different energy methods, but also what's really important is to change programs by simply changing what you're focusing your attention and also thinking on. So in my mindset makeover program, which is amazing, by the way, anyone who wants to up level, understand and transform their mindset, go and invest in the mindset makeover program. It's so good. Um, you can find that at latisharinch.com forward slash mindset makeover. One of the things that I get people to do is to learn how to create new subconscious programs for yourself, which we simply do through processes of 
uh, creating new habits for ourselves. So it's through repetition. And this is what we do once our subconscious is formed as children. Anything that you continually repeat over and over and over and over again becomes a subconscious pattern for yourself. So we unintentionally create these patterns for ourselves through repeating the same things we do, which is why, for instance, when you're trying to start a new exercise program, you will keep not doing it because that is your old, that is your normal, right? That's the subconscious program you have. And the most important thing you can do to change that is start creating a new habit for yourself around the exercising. That is what, and then it will be awkward at first, and then eventually it'll become unconscious and so natural to yourself. Okay, so that's all I will say on intergenerational trauma and subconscious programs. There is a lot to say on the topic, though, and I will most likely do an episode on intergenerational trauma specifically in the future because this is something that I'm currently working on in a big way, um, which it's a very interesting story. So I would love to bring you in, but because I'm personally still going through it, it's something that I will keep to myself for the time being. Let's go to number six, embodiment. We need to explore freedom through other ways than simply these concepts that we've been talking about. Most of all, freedom is a way that we want to feel. So it makes sense that we want to explore this concept through our bodies. Now, this is why I use different movement practices to explore freedom within myself. So I loved five rhythms when I was in London, in Bali, I enjoyed ecstatic dance in Sydney and in Cambodia. What I do is free movement within my home. But what I learned in Sydney about this actually, and in Tara Judell's workshop that I was talking about in, I think it was in episode 73, I went to this workshop with Tara Judell on embodied flow on embodying flow right through your body through yoga and it was fascinating to learn that simply by choosing to move differently the way that you walk about a room or on your yoga mat helps you to free yourself from those patterns that we physically find ourselves in so you might every single time you get on a yoga mat move in the same way I know it's very easy for me to move in the same way and this is because just like with the subconscious programs within our mind we create these in the way we move our body too so if you want more freedom in your life simply breaking free from the way that you usually move is a way that will make you feel more free. It's absolutely liberating. Like free movement is such a big part of my practice. I would actually love to do my own free movement classes. It's such a great way to access your creativity as well when you get yourself to move in new and different ways. At first, it feels scary because it's unfamiliar. Go back to episode 72 to hear about being in that place of discomfort when you're trying new things. And this is totally normal. Once you shift and sift and wait through that period of being uncomfortable, you then move into something that does feel comfortable again, and then you'll need to move again. But anyway, so embodiment is really important. Think about the way you move. How can you move differently? Can you take a different route? Can you just simply move your body in different ways. In Tara's workshop, we were physically obstructed in the workshop from moving in the same way. And the idea was to liberate ourselves. So this is absolutely fascinating because our resistance can actually be an invitation for freedom for creating new possibilities in your life, which is so fascinating. Go back to episode 73 to hear more about this concept. Now, you can also think about this in terms of embodying freedom through using your voice as well. A really big part of my practice to creating confidence in using my voice and also to creating confidence and showing up and up in the world and speaking my truth was through doing voice exercises. So at first of all, it was simply repeating notes to myself, finding, finding my power note. Then it was simply singing around the home. Then it was going into spaces with other people and singing. So that could be through chanting. It could be through a kirtan. It was 
using your voice in these ways is so powerful. Sitting in circle with people, discussing, and then over time, freeing my voice in that way allowed me to let the faucet flow. So I used to always suffer from blanks every time I thought about speaking or wanting to share something or being around other people, my mind would just go blank. And what I learned through Gail Love Shock, who was on one of our earlier episodes, I'll link it below, is that we, when you allow yourself to trust the blanks that they're telling you something, this creates a voice freedom. And it did because suddenly I wasn't directing all of my attention on worrying about the blanks and instead trusting them. And funnily enough, when I did that, they stopped coming. Usually I have something to say. And if I don't, I can exercise my right to say, I'm going to have to think about that and come back to you. (laughs) Wild, isn't it? So using the voice is also a way to embody freedom, moving your body and also allowing yourself to be more, to sit with yourself, right? To just relax, to do nothing, to be in the body, to know how you're feeling in your body, to rest, to simply be with yourself. So how can you embody freedom in your life? Share with me as well. I'd love to know your ideas. And then number seven, freedom comes through commitment, which is also so interesting. Just like responsibility, we feel like when we commit to things that it means we're giving up our freedom, but commitment creates freedom. And the reason it creates freedom is because you're directing your attention, you're prioritizing your time, you're prioritizing your space, and you're with awareness saying, hey, this is what I want to commit to. This is what I want to create. The commitment will create the financial freedom. The commitment will create the time freedom. The commitment will create the creative expression and freedom, the choice, the power. It's all part of the same thing. Now, if you make unintentional commitments Like for instance, when you're dating and you're going through the process of dating, you can have unintentional commitments that you've made to commit to going into the same patterns or dating the same people that aren't good for you. And that's a commitment that you've made because that's what you've been doing. And until you bring the awareness that you have an unintentional commitment, then you don't have the freedom to change it and to choose differently. But then on the flip side, we can make intentional commitments. Yes, I want to be with someone I love. Yes, I want to be with someone who I feel passionate to be around, who I who is inspiring, who's intelligent, who we bounce off one another. Yes, I want to create this amazing long-term relationship that allows us the freedom to express ourselves, be held and seen in that container and go out in the world as ourselves individually. Yes, I want that as a commitment to myself. Now, commitment is something a lot of my clients struggle with, and it's fascinating because how it shows up in your life is also how it shows up in your business. So you might find that you find it difficult to commit to relationships, whether that be romantic or otherwise, and then equally you find it difficult to commit to your business. And I see this time and time and time and time again. And so what we need to do is simply change the way we see commitment because commitment creates wonderful things if it's aligned. Like you're committed right now in some way to something in your life. It could be to not being with someone. It could be to not having a business. It could be to not being financially abundant. It could be to not having enough time. It could be to being in conflict with your partner. We have all of these unintentional commitments that we're in because that's what we're living right now. And by creating commitments intentionally, you are exercising your freedom. So I think this is amazing because it just blows to the gates all of those limiting views that we have about commitment. Honestly, I'm so glad that I am committed to my business. I'm so glad that I am committed to my relationship. I'm so glad that I'm committed to myself, most importantly, and to following what feels expansive. I'm glad I'm committed to my freedom, 
right? I'm glad that I have that as a commitment to myself, but I wouldn't be able to enjoy the relationship I've created, the business I've created. I wouldn't be able to enjoy the freedom I've created, like all of the work I've put into building a business that is location free has allowed me to be able to support my partner and live wherever I want and coach people who are amazing, who I love, who are creating incredible businesses and doing amazing work in the world. And all of that I only got because I was committed to showing up for the work every single day, even when the money wasn't coming in. I prioritized my time. I prioritized doing the things that were hard that I didn't think that I wanted to do. And it was because I was committed. And now I get to enjoy the fruits of that labor. And I'm still committed to growing my business. I'm committed to investing in my in, in being supported by a coach because I know that's what helps me to grow. I'm inve- I'm committed to investing in my in dedicating my time to showing up even better every single day for myself and therefore also for my clients. I'm committed to doing the inner work. I'm committed to bringing awareness to what's holding me back. I'm committed to my expansion. If I was not committed to all of these things, I wouldn't feel free right now because it's about the feeling of freedom most importantly. Okay, now this brings me to the final point. I know it's been a long episode and so thank you for staying to the end. It means so much because I know that you are committed to up-leveling yourself. It really does show what you're committed to by being here right now. So congratulations on being here and sticking with me. The final point I want to make, point number eight, is that we create freedom, the number one way we create freedom, the most important way that we create freedom is through, and I, and I also believe what we're all inherently seeking, is self-acceptance. I'll say it again. Freedom is self-acceptance. I feel like in some ways that I don't even need to explain this point, but I will just in case. So when we accept ourselves, we are free. All of the limitations we place on our external and internal freedom are imposed upon us by ourselves. And what we want as human beings is the space to be ourselves. We can only show up in the world and and be and be ourselves when we accept ourselves, accept our truth in the moment, accept where we want to be, how we want to be, allow ourselves to be there. So acceptance is an incredibly important practice to have in your life. Accepting who you are, accepting where you are, Accepting the moment you're in right now and your experience of it. Accepting, accepting, accepting. Not judging yourself for who you are. Not judging yourself for what you want. Accepting yourself, the good things and what you believe are the bad things. And if you're judging yourself for those bad things, yes, that is a function of the mind. But if you can't bring yourself to a place where you can really accept them, it may not be love them, but I believe love is acceptance. If you can't bring yourself to that place, this is where your work needs to be. Because when you can accept yourself, you are free. You're free to show up in the world as who you want to be. You're free to use your time in the way that you want. You're free to use your money in the way that you want. You're free to receive money. There aren't those same blocks to abundance. You're free no matter where you live in the world. You're free to express yourself creatively. You're free to choose. You're free to be powerful, to exercise your power. Self-acceptance is where it's all at. And I know that everything in the world tells us not to accept ourselves. People ask, how can I love myself? How can I accept myself? The first step is to take a look at your life and where you are right now and accept it all. The sooner you do that, 
the sooner you will allow yourself to expand from here. I promise you. The most profound moment I had in my life to date, one day I was walking back from my last job before I quit and started my business and I heard this statement that about ex- like where I am right now is exactly where I need to be. And in that moment, I really got it. And I got that as soon as I believed that, that where I am right now is exactly where I meant to be, it freed me from all the limitations I perceived about my current circumstances and about my past. It allowed me to move forward believing that this is the best place I can move forward from. This is the best place to create the life that I want from where I am right now. We can only do that when we're not fighting against ourselves. So self-acceptance is where it's at. Work every day to accept where you are and allow yourself to expand and grow from there. So this is it, my friends. This is a whole hour all about freedom. And I hope that you have expanded the way you look at freedom because it will help you in reviewing the end of the year, coming from a place of self-acceptance, and it will propel you into creating an inspiring vision for 2020 and beyond as we end this decade of our lives, which is just wild to think about. And what we're doing here is seeing that everything is about balance, that we constantly need to be assessing and bringing awareness to our lives so that we can create that feeling of freedom, that freedom when you feel you're limited because you've committed to something, you can also look to other areas of your life where you can create feelings of freedom. And perhaps that's all that needs to change because actually you are exercising your freedom in the commitments you're making because they're aligned with your values. Look at the unintentional commitments you've made. Look at where you need to accept yourself, embody freedom. Look at the subconscious programs you've inherited. Look at the identities that you've unintentionally created yourself. Look at those patterns you're moving in. Look at the responsibility you're rejecting and start taking responsibility for every single result in your life. Move forward with intention, but let that intention to be to see the possibilities and bring awareness to everything that you can in your life and make sure that you enjoy, that you like why you're doing the things that you're doing. All right, that is it, my friends. Think outside the box. Show up as the innovator and creator we all inherently are. Ask yourself how you can see freedom differently, how you might want to change the way you're exercising freedom. And then share with me over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. I would love to hear your thoughts. Remember, this is always a conversation. I value and appreciate every single one of you. And I know that you will have taken away so much from this episode. Now, finally, if you have listened to the end, then I know that you're someone who's committed to your growth and up-leveling. So I want to invite you to my one-to-one holistic business coaching program, which is kicking off in January. You can find all the details at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. There are some spaces left and I'd love to invite you as a person listening right now to check out all of the details. So it's for you if you're looking to take your life and business to the next level to make your difference and thrive in 2020. We will work through how to practically up-level your business. I'll take you through a two-hour incredible vision setting vision setting session, which are my absolute favorite things to do. And then we will work together for four months, meeting three times a month. We'll be moving you forward in a huge way on your business, also dealing with mindset, looking at your energy, looking at your life as a whole, because your business must work for your life as a whole. And I want you showing up as the leader, as the creator, and as the expanded person that you came here to be. So if you're interested in that, go to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching, get in touch because places are almost full. And I look forward to seeing you there. 
Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive using my signature feminine essence framework. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.